Hi, welcome to the Performance Observatory podcast, the home of everyday ethnomusicology, where we discuss the music that we make and the music that makes us. I'm your host, Judan Armenti, and today in episode five, we're up to episode five, <laughs> I wanted to discuss two books that I was lucky to get advanced copies of and have reviewed on the websites both goodreads.com and Amazon. This was thanks to idlewise.com. The first one is Rock Legends Who Changed the World by Ashley Marie Morales and illustrated by Giovanni Medeiros. I hope I came close on the pronunciation of that name. If I didn't, Giovanna, I'm very sorry. This book is being released on September 14th, and it is targeted at toddlers, children from newborn to four years old. It was a very interesting book. It was obviously a very quick, short read. It's just simply a comic book. It covers the likes of Elvis, Hendrix, Stevie Nicks, David Bowie, the Rolling Stones, and a handful of others. And what they did was simply have, obviously, an illustration of the artist, a description, brief description of their career. And one of the things that I really liked was that they had a quote from each of the artists. It was mostly insightful to have that as an ability to identify with that particular legend of the rock and roll genre. There was, you know, it's a children's book, so there's not a lot that I can go into too much depth with. But the one thing that I really liked that she pulled out was a quote from Hendrix that I had not heard before. And his quote is this, music doesn't lie. If there is something to be changed in this world, then it can only happen through music. It's beautiful how she pulled that quote out in such a timely manner, given everything that we're going through and we're experiencing, given the pandemic, given the social strife. It's insightful because... We've been without Hendrix for decades now, and yet his music, his words, his philosophy still ring very true. That is certainly something that makes me stop and say, that is the quality of someone who is more than a musician, who is, yes, a legend, and for so many in this book, is somebody that we can refer to as an icon. And I think that certainly applies to Hendrix, particularly in context with his quote. The only real misstep that I'm being nitpicky about was her assessment that the Rolling Stones were the first group to tap into the teen market. The fact of the matter is, is that from the get-go, jazz, the blues, certainly rock and roll, all of them have been targeted to the teen market and to young adults. It's just simply the fact that 
those are the people who have the time, who have the energy, who have the resources, and certainly have the desire to break free from what is known of the generation before them, to discover new music, to follow new music, and to identify with new music. So the Stones certainly weren't the first ones to tap into the teen market, and I don't even think that they did it the best, because... I don't see a lot of historical reels showing the same level of teen hysteria for the Stones that you do for the Beatles or for Elvis Presley. One of the things I think that she might have missed the mark on with this is that the Stones may have been. I I don't have facts to, to back this up. It's just simply my theory The Stones may have been one of the first groups that, yes, we're also targeting the teen market, but I think that they might have been the first ones, or certainly one of the first ones, as I said, who got the attention of teen males. Certainly for the Beatles and for Elvis, it was all females. For Medi Axe, it's basically appeal to the females and the boys will follow which is sound marketing. Let's just face that. But I think that the Stones may have been the first ones and certainly until Metallica, possibly even Kiss, the first ones to really successfully reach male teenagers. That, of course, is not something to be putting into a book for toddlers and newborns, but it's certainly something... That, of course, since parents are going to be reading this book and remembering this book more so than the toddlers, it's something that is a point of discussion for somebody to write about. At least that's my humble opinion. The second book that I wanted to discuss is by Nicholas Finet, Finet, F-I-N-E-T, and it is illustrated by an artist who simply goes by Christopher. This is actually a graphic novel. It's called Love Me Please, and it is the story of Janis Joplin. It's been released. It was released in July on the 13th of 2021. So July 13th, 2021, it was released. It is a fan fantastic look at the life of Janis Joplin. As of today, August 30th, 2021, it is still out of stock on amazon.com. I had looked for it August 14th when I started doing my research and contemplating what to do um, for this episode and choosing this book. And so as of August 14th through to today, August 30th, it has been out of stock on Amazon. I have a feeling that that publisher is scampering to print another release of that particular book. The artwork in it is very true to the time of the 60s and early 70s. The vocabulary that is used is very much in with the times. 
the text certainly is something that you can read and feel as though you're hearing the rich raspiness of, of Janice as that particular character is contained in her little vocal bubble for the illustrations. The one thing that I certainly enjoyed is the fact that it approaches Janice and her life in a means that shows compassion and empathy, but not pity. It's a very honest depiction of Janice and her amazing talent of her sad history of her mindset of her success and of her struggles to find not necessarily her place because she certainly created her place in music but I don't believe that she ever really felt confident that she quote-unquote found her tribe as we would put it today. I don't think that she ever was able to be vulnerable with friends, family, associates, bandmates, etc. I think that there was always a guarded side of her that didn't really trust the relationships that she had with others. I think she was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that shoe being the shoe of rejection, where at some point she was going to be watching somebody walk away from her with nothing but shock on her her part. I think that it's a really important work to read, particularly for Janice fans. I hope that it comes back online for purchase because it's really an honest and kind look at her and her relationships and her career. It certainly shows how she fell into the idea that she had to strike out on her own instead of staying with Big Brother and Holding Company. It addresses the relationship that she had with many people, but particularly Chris Christopherson, and quote-unquote how he broke her heart. But I think that this graphic novel is a beautiful vehicle for conveying her story and particularly for that particular side of her experience, the, the truly personal side of her experience. I certainly feel that Janis Joplin is one of those artists that I wish was still around if only for the opportunity for her to have written her autobiography, for her to have expressed all this, to have learned from it and be able to explain it to herself and to her fans. That way she isn't necessarily looked at as a tragic figure, but is more like Tina Turner as an example of triumph and an example of empowerment. That's probably my greatest regret 
where it comes to Janis Joplin is that her demise kept her from transitioning into that level of being an icon where it went above and beyond her voice and her music where it became her and her triumphs that really solidifies the name Janis Joplin as the epitome of a female in the music industry and a female musician and a female rock star. But thank God we have Tina Turner. (laughs) So I do recommend both of these books, whether it's a teen or a young adult that you want to share this information with, that you want to show a little bit more depth to these legendary artists. But I thoroughly encourage everyone to stalk Amazon.com or any other bookseller in order to get Love Me Please, the story of Janis Joplin, as soon as it's re-released because it really is a beautifully compassionate way to tell her story, to do it in a very unique, expressive, and fast read. You definitely feel like you're right in there, the fly on the wall experience with all the people that were part of her life and sometimes right there in her mentality. So I cannot recommend that book enough. The only thing I would say is that obviously Love Me Please, the graphic novel is superbly illustrated. Rock Legends Who Changed the World I don't like the illustrations so much. It seems like it's really dependent on the anime genre, which I don't think it represents all of these artists very well. I think that it only does justice to the likes of David Bowie. For the rest, I don't think that it really translates. But again, it's for newborns through toddlers, so it's really the least of concerns when it comes to what parents are going to be reading to their children. Please pick them both up, whether they're gifts or for your own children, or even just for your own collections. They're more than worthwhile. And definitely, if you are a Janis Joplin fan or know anyone who is, run out as soon as you can, as soon as it's re-released, Pick up your copy of Love Me Please, the graphic novel. I think that it will be something that you read in likely one sitting, as I did. And I hope that it's something that you share with others and certainly those of the more recent generations. I think it will be a wonderful learning experience for everyone involved. Thanks for tuning in to the Performance Observatory podcast. That's our episode five. Next time is going to be our episode six, and I'll have another book that I'm going to discuss with you. It's called Live Through That, 90s Musicians Today. I wanted to go a little bit more in depth on that book, which is why I'm keeping it separate from these two, which are obviously marketed to children, whereas Live Through That is something that is definitely for 
older teens through adults and certainly something really worthwhile to talk in depthly about. So thanks so much for joining us for episode five. Feel free to leave any comments if you'd like to, particularly if you have already read Love Me Please, since it is released but out of stock. If you want to announce when it goes back on sale, you're also welcome to do that. Feel free to check out our website, which is performanceobservatory.com, and we will see you in the next episode. Take care.